This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Indeed, mysterious times. With gig announcements and kit launches, you'd think the Carnival de Paris was in town, with Swindon living the life of Riley. And Michael Flynn would love to re-rewind the early form of the season with a rallying call that when the tide is high, everybody get up for this weekend's clash against Mansfield. But acknowledging those depth issues, Michael, you might need somebody. And back once again with the ill behaviour to discuss all this with me, it's Joe Acklam, ladies and gents. Hello, JR. Happy to be with you again. Uh, happy to, you know, I very much enjoyed your wrap-up of Exeter, so happy to be back in with it. I think we tried to keep it quite quite casual, and I, I feel a little bit like these are therapy sessions for Dan, so it's nice to keep in touch with him, really. You were at the game um, the other night, and I'll, I'll just pull up quickly that you'd said that anybody who needed to go, like uh, Dan and his son chose to, needed a psychological evaluation do you care to explain yourself to dan um i'm, I'm perfectly happy to and I, w- I will back what i said to the hilt because someone was 
Well, basically, someone on the live blog was complaining about the team selection, saying, oh, you know, fans deserve a refund. It's like, well, if you went to this game, you knew what it was going to be. Like, there was there was no surprises ha- had for anyone, really. It was going to be Charlie Austin, was it? You know, I, I think I, I was, I would actually really like to speak, you know, do like a feature on people who went to this game who aren't related to the academy players, because I would just like to know what possessed them to do so. No, I, I I just think people need hobbies, really. That's that's that was my main takeaway: is that six hundred and forty-four people in Swindon are either related to academy players or just need a hobby. As it turns out, you were guaranteed to see Charlie Austin if seeing him in a woolen hat in the stands was enough for you. But I think what everybody was expecting was an absolute rout, and it it wasn't that. So not too bad, was it? Well, I mean, very much fair play to. The, uh, the academy players, it, it, as Michael Flynn says, um, and I think everyone concerned with the game was probably quite scared early on when Exeter seemed to be ploughing through Swindon quite quite easily and uh, kept sort of doing this one same corner routine that even their media people were laughing at. Um, but they weren't able to score them and Swindon kind of grew into the game. And although there was, in, in my head at least, a bit of a, a hint of a disgrace of Hee-Hon situation where both teams have decided to play out a 1-0 um, and and make it as boring as possible. But, um, you know, it, very well done defensively, certainly. They were they put in a better show than, than a lot of the more senior players have managed to do in that regard. So well done to, to all the academy players and all the senior players who had the misfortune of having to be selected. Well, we'll touch a bit on that game a little bit because that does come up in the presser today. Just got a few bits of uh, any other business before we start. Um, we have a concert. We have much, much, uh, well, two concerts actually back to back, a festival weekend coming to uh, Swindon Town Football Club. The announcements came out in dribs and drabs in the week. I think maybe on Tuesday or Wednesday we were facing the prospect of a eight or nine hour Chris Moyle show, which seemed a peculiar thing. However, now the thing's taken shape and it looks a bit more like a, a bit of a 90s throwback feel with a bit of football in there. Um, so you're going to have some live bands and dance-wise, it's going to be very good for the estate agents. It's going to be a big house and a little bit of garage as well. You've got Dave Pierce from Dance Anthems on Radio 1 and usually doing the sick cover in my day. Uh, Shola Ammer, Dario G, Sash, Artful Dodger, Sweet Female Attitude, Bass Hunter, five atomic kitten and lightning seeds and i assume chris mills will be master of ceremonies joe you're you're one of those cool trendy young people um are you familiar with many or any of these people well i'm definitely one of those things that you use in your list i'm familiar with a couple of them um i'd say obviously i know the lightning seeds are atomic kitten and and base hunter but I mean, if I obviously don't work in marketing and uh, have have no uh, illusions of wanting to do so, but uh, just uh, given that they announced it all on the same week, I wouldn't have announced just Chris Moyles to start with. That that's my uh, that's my penny on the matter. I I I feel, feel like they, they could have got a very much easier, better reception by waiting a few days and saying Chris Moyles and all of these. You know, legitimate artists. I, I think that would have been a better way around to go for it. But um, and just the, my main takeaway from the whole situation was I would love to have seen anyone who filled in their form um, when the concert was initially announced, um, asked to you know suggestions of people they would like to see, and wrote Chris Miles. Um, you know, if anyone did that, much like if anyone 
went to the game on Tuesday, please get in touch with me, Joe Acklemont newsquest.co.uk I would love to speak to you I just really want to see how your mind works honestly Joe back in the day when he was doing the breakfast show and telling you this concert would have already sold out five times over he was huge he was a big big deal once upon a time but it, it is a little bit surprising I think the sensible choice if they'll go for you know, the live music feel is this kind of ensemble show I know in the No Strangers chat we're wondering about whether it'd be um a bit like this, like a 90s pop show, like the one that was about 10 years ago. And it's a little bit similar in that with a bit more of uh, uh, the big house names from the day. Or maybe sort of like an 80s show. And I think that kind of compilation show bodes well. Now, people who did vote, because I did look back at the advert articles, they will find themselves getting what they might have suggested. But in tribute form on the second day, because there's going to be a tribute theme show, which I think is maybe a bit more family friendly, getting tribute acts to Queen. Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, who topped those sorts of votes, Adele, Arctic Monkeys, Ed Sheeran, Coldplay, Oasis, Wang Chung, Kramer, and Napalm Death. So that's all to look forward to. I might have made some of those up towards the end. I can say that tailed off badly right at the end there in, in terms of names. Not about you, I mean, it's tribute act anyway, I suppose. But um, yeah, uh, I, I guess maybe that's what they did with their list. It was like, well, you know, people around can sing vaguely. Well, not even like them, but you know, and we'll do it that way because uh, the Eras tour isn't doing La Bombonera and the County Ground, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fine for what it is. It's okay. We'll we'll please we'll please some very much, and some people will dig it, and he'll get some money. And it's it's perhaps a better prospect than maybe some people imagine. So that's fine. Well, I'll take it as it is. Another thing that might uh, might have a mixed review. And we'll definitely please some on Christmas Day. It's the finally long-awaited third kit launch today. How much did you enjoy these photos coming out? Well, it was, it was you know, it was nice. I guess they, they left it up to the Scouse lads, um, that contingent, to, to kind of get involved with it. It was, you know, it was, it was nice, obviously. Uh, Tom Brewer's dog involved, which was, like, teased on his Instagram the other day. <laughs> Not necessarily that it would be the kit launch, but certainly that it was around, the, his dog was around the counterground, so... Yeah, it was fun. Obviously, everyone knew what the kit was anyway because it's been on Football Manager for a month. But um, yeah, it's it's nice to finally get it launched. I'd love to see who we use it against because technically, technically speaking, I'm not sure we necessarily have a, a dying need for an alternate shirt. But it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Different, uh, another one for, for people to get their hands on if they are so inclined. I've quite enjoyed this and the Funfair one. They do have a bit of... Uh... A bit of fun getting the ex Liverpool Academy lads together with Nacho the dog, I think his name is. Uh, pure electric mayhem on this kit. It's like a purple number with lightning bolts. But you're right, this has been in uh, Football Manager 2024 for a month. And some people, some sources, I know this might be going deep into Swindon Town Forum slash X Law, but some people are absolutely adamant no way, this is not it. It's just a placeholder. Well, that was just nonsense, wasn't it? It was, because previously, uh, when we had the blackout third shirt a couple of years ago, that, that just wasn't in the game, because I guess they hadn't done it yet. But a bit like last season, when the third shirt was in an EFL-like briefing document, or something that you could get your hands on um, long before it was actually released, this one, you know, it, it existed. It was a shirt that they were going to bring out, and they obviously have to submit to people, but that they hadn't, they hadn't formally done yet, so... You know, I guess 
I, I don't know specifically why people are like, oh, no, it's just a place under, it's not real. Um, I don't think a football manager wastes their time too much with what Swindon's third shirt might be. So, yeah, that, that was a slightly weird conspiracy theory, I suppose. Never mind. Well, we know always to trust the good people at Sports Interactive and not Swindon comms on that one. So that's on sale now. A bit like last weekend, one thing I said, I do quite like us in white socks. That's... Uh, that's not bad. I thought they were last season's White Sox, but they might well have been these. And finally, as we discussed before we went on, there may be some joy to be had this weekend at the county ground because you get two chances, two bites of the cherry of seeing Swindon Town in action because Swindon Town women are in the Women's FA Cup on Sunday playing AFC Bournemouth. and They've had much, much better cup success than our men's team this year. They've got to the third round of the uh, Women's National League Cup and were knocked out earlier in, I think, about October time. And absolute route to get here to the third round and pushed aside Liscard and Shelbourne 6-0 in the last round. Tickets, only £4 for adults and £2 for the seniors, £1 for kids, 2 o'clock at the county ground. Not a bad place to be going post-Sunday dinner, is it? Absolutely. Two bites of the cherry and only one bite of the cherries, but um, hopefully hopefully they can bring it home, get a win. Um, and everyone, you know, if frankly speaking, if that attendance is lower than Tuesdays, then the people of Swindon have got to take a look at themselves because this is a significantly bigger and more impactful game. So please get down there, as, as JR says, incredibly reasonable value. All that time, and I must say that uh, one bite of the cherries line, that does need acknowledgement. That was lovely stuff. But all that time sat in a plastic chair, I think that might make you a bit, a little bit stiff and that you could do with a, a bit of a stretch off. Is there any, um, any Pilates classes running in Wiltshire at all that I could get interested in? Well, if you were to want to kind of, uh, you know, get get slightly more limber, JR, there is what a fantastic one that runs at 9.15 on a Friday at Beversbrook, which, uh, which anyone uh, could care to get involved with. Um, it, it certainly is... Um, is, is forcing us to be flexible with with, uh, <laughs> with how we do the live blogs and um, how we do the press conferences. But back in the changing room once again, and wasn't Michael Flynn pleased to be to be sat in a random changing room? Oh, quite that that did come across a little bit. Yes, you push back a little bit time wise and space wise. Um, but opening up the proceedings, what's that? What's that other faithful injury list looking like? Uh, well, um, technically speaking, slightly better than last week is um, a guarantee because obviously seven players weren't available to go take the journey to Harrogate. Tyree Shade is now back from his um, technically unsuccessful but probably enjoyable time with some Kits and Nevis. Um, and he's he's back and available once again, although I think uh, William Tocolo might have taken his place um, whilst he was away on possibly even before that time. Um, and George McEachran obviously got to play 40 minutes on Tuesday. Uh, he was not involved at all, as everyone I'm sure remembers, against Harrogate. So um, he was able to get some minutes back in. He, is, uh, he wasn't, like, said, yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely fine. But um, he was he was said, you know, obviously he's, he seems particularly likely to be back involved. Um, but the, that is where the definite good news ends. Rashad Hepburn Murphy, another one who couldn't make the trip last weekend to North Yorkshire, um, was described as being 50-50, whether or not he would be available. Flynn said they were still waiting on whether or not he would be able to play. He has been involved in a training session. I know uh, Wayne Hatswell mentioned on Tuesday and Flynn said that 
know, he had sort of trained a little bit, but uh, they don't know for sure. And that was kind of left open-ended because Flynn said, we're waiting on one or two. Obviously, Hepburn Murphy was mentioned. We, two could be George McEachran, or it could be um, the <laughs> very frustrating hand of fate striking once again. And there is a another player who's picked up an injury. Or it could even be um, potentially maybe Jake Kane or someone like that um, getting a bit fitter. But I, I find that unlikely based on previous comments. Well, speaking of previous comments, there's a bit of a, a change in tone today. I mean, we're reflecting on Tuesday and the performance of the uh, the academy uh, alum. Well, not alumni. The, the, I wanted to say youngsters, then I wanted to stop myself from saying youngsters, but I'll say youngsters anyway because I've got nothing else to put in there instead. Um, but Flynn was actually quite uh, quite complimentary about how they managed the game, wasn't he? Yeah, um, in contrast to his own players, I think he said he felt that the Swindon uh, scholars um, had managed the game pretty well because that Swindon team was very young by the end. Obviously, Kokolo and uh, McEachran, the only true first team regulars, um, had to come off during during that first half. So it was you know packed full of seventeen year olds um, by the end of the match. So. Um, so he was, he, yeah, he was, he was pretty complimentary. Obviously, the, as, as I mentioned, the fifteen minutes uh, made him a little bit worried for a quote unquote cricket score, um, which, which I think we were all pretty sure was coming. I was, I was joking with the extra um, media people who were very nice. Um, uh, you know, they, they might be able to even up their goal difference by the end of the evening, given that they lost nine uh, nil and five nil in their previous games. That was. That obviously would have been quite the quite the chastening evening for Swindon, especially given the side the X to put out being quite a strong one. Um, but yes, yeah, Swindon managed to. He was pleased with how Swindon kind of conducted themselves and the younger players, and they grew into the game and they grew in that confidence. And you know, obviously, he said it was far from a perfect performance, and there was there was things that they needed to be working on, as as is always the line, and is as is very much the case. But uh, generally, a, a very pleasing evening he felt. Yeah. Um, now, having given it a listen, obviously, you know, this is going to be for Andrew's footage on on Saturday when they play that through. Um, I heard some sound bites from Michael Flynn. I don't think I've heard before talk about things like lack of depth and saying that it's not really fair to pack out the bench with academy uh, scholars, as you rightly corrected me there. Um, is Michael Flynn angling for a post as an enthusiastic contributor to these post-match pods? It's a very different tone for somebody who's previously saying that you have to wait and see for the right people, isn't it? Yeah, those the comments don't necessarily match up with some of the things he said before, but he has, for, I think, for a couple of weeks acknowledged the size of his own squad. I, I don't think that's necessarily been as, as up for... Um, you know, he's he's not papered over that quite as much of late. Um, obviously, because the injuries get in there, but then you know, um, that that kind of becomes what he talks about more than anything else. But um, yeah, he he said that you know he, he talks about his um, you know, not not having that that depth necessarily, especially when you compare it to a side like Mansfield, as he was doing with with a lot of these comments, and they were kind of themed around that. And um, how the they the Nigel Clough had been able to kind of build that squad over a couple of seasons, and 
and do it that way rather than um, you know obviously Swindon are, are desperately short and and kind of said you know this isn't the ideal way that you would want to be um, getting the youngsters involved necessarily you know I think was there four or five of them on the bench last weekend and obviously Minton is no longer a youngster but is another academy player who was who was starting that game. Um, so yeah, he was, he was kind of acknowledging that this isn't how you would want to do things, and you know you would be able to sprinkle them in as and when you choose, rather than as a matter of necessity, like Swindon have had to on on a number of occasions. But um, but yeah, he I I don't think it was necessarily a huge deviation from from where he is before has been before. There was maybe one comment later on which I've seen that uh, ever the keen listener STFC questions has picked up on on Twitter, but. Um, but yeah, it was he was definitely certainly acknowledging that his squad isn't of the size he needed it to be at the moment. And again, he always caveats that with with the injury list that was unpo- impossible to foresee prior to the window, uh, apart from by most people. That STFC questions, hey, he is a, a nuisance. He or she is a nuisance, whoever they might be. Definitely. But what I'm wondering about, oh, certainly not. He hasn't got the time for that nonsense. Um, what I'm about the 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 first teamers didn't really get off the uh, off the hook though, did they? Because I certainly felt that. Well, if you look last back to last weekend, where we take the lead at Harrogate and managed not to uh, not to come away with the three points, that the game management of the personnel who are there, and even harking back to previous results, um, that we need to look more at our game management yeah big old theme of the press conference in general and i guess that was kind of just the vibe that andrew and i had gone in to it with um you know we're swindon fans too um was getting slightly fed up of of the second half time thing that obviously went around in the week um but yeah that kind of game management aspect of it was kind of his big buzzword i guess because at, at times he's talked about the, well, we heard Wayne Hatswell a lot talk about the defensive mindset and that kind of willingness to do those things, but this it was more about you know making sure you're making the right decisions at the right time. Um, he's still he's still absolutely keeping up the pretense over fitness levels and the fact that they're high. So it's not necessarily about that, but um, it's a, it's about needing to be you know um, make, making sure that the wins come and not. And understanding when is the time to do certain things, and um, you know, that's not necessarily just the defenders. He talked about you know the attackers, um, and and how they and how they approach the game, and how you know if, if you miss a chance at one end and then they go up the other, and and then that's kind of not necessarily just on the defenders because there's an action that creates that second one, and that was that was kind of what he was talking about here. But yeah, it, again, we we've kind of heard about the game management problems before, but he was. He was very hot on them today, I felt. Hi, Rich. Just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh, no. Here I am holidaying in Europe, and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep-side town performance on the television. Unless... <laughs> of course, I can use my NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! 
NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash strangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Lovely stuff. Hi LSPod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, certainly was. Now, speaking of fitness and thinking about the general condition, um, one player who you know has a long absence from playing has slotted in in the last two games and made a feature in the first half on Tuesday. Williams Cocolo has slotted straight in, and as you alluded to earlier, Tyree Shade might have lost his place. I personally wouldn't have a problem with that necessarily because I do think that uh, a hungry shade is a is a better shade and uh, it might be a better option off the bench. But what was Michael Flynn's musings on the contribution of Williams Kukolo? Yeah, he's been he's been very pleased with Kukolo so far. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think he's probably supplied more than I remember Rich and I talking about it when the signing was first muted. Um you know, he's probably offered more than anyone could possibly have expected for a man who's not played for 14 months before Stockport and then played 70-odd minutes that day. Um, but yeah, Philham has been very pleased with, with the um, contribution he's got so far. Um, he says he feels like he gives the better balance on the left side, um, which is potentially a dig. <laughs> um, at various other players that have played over there and, and, and the ability to create from, from both wings. And which I thought, which to be fair, I, you know, Harry, it was my first time watching Kokolo and I was I was pretty impressed with what he was able to do there. Um, and he, he and he said, you know, with, with fitness, um, you know, he's only going to get better than he currently is. Um, and he's already, you know, showing the kind of speed that he has and his ability to get up and down the flank, even if he's, you know, there's, there's still absolutely no chance he's anywhere close to full fitness right now. Certainly not. Um, right, on to Mansfield then. Right up in second in League Two at the moment. Um, a team that's, I think, has usually been in and around those promotion places. There's a lot of hype and razzmatazz with the uh, chairman and chairwoman a few years back. We're having Nicky Maynard reveal videos on holiday and you know, quietly and modestly, they've built quite a quite a threatening team this year. A couple of old Swindon friends. You've got Aidan Flint and a more recent friend of Louise Reed in the personnel. Um, this is going to be a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, yes, fair to say that is the case. Um, only one team whose name we won't mention have managed to beat them across the competitions that matter so far this season. Um, zero defeats in League Two. Um, but coming up to was it about nineteen games now this season, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I remember I think it might have been the international break before the one we've just had. Uh, they dismantled Notts County at Notts County. Um, this is this is 
um, up there with Stockport, probably the best team in the league. And uh, Michael Flynn was, you know, was giving them their their just desserts. They were saying, but um, you know, any team that finishes above a Stockport and Mansfield has probably won the league. Um, and he diagnosed their success as being a team of men. Um, and obviously, he's, he's uh, not necessarily called his own side that on a lot of times. Um, and then he he kind of, I guess, they, I feel like talking about other good teams is possibly Flynn's chance to to vent his own frustrations about what he the situation he has because um, he's to us oh well Nigel Clough you know he's he's doing a great job but he's had the opportunity to build his squad and you know they're they're one of the biggest spenders in the league and and they can they can build a proper squad of with with the right level of experience and all these things in it and how great is that for Nigel Clough to be able to do uh, wink wink nudge nudge um, that's what it kind of felt like he was saying anyway but. Yeah, he was he was full of praise for Mansfield as a side. Um, we still didn't really get many specifics about what man, how Mansfield play, um, as ever. But uh, he's clearly um, a side that's impressed him this week. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely got that that underlying hint that there was uh, not so subtle veiled comments uh, in there. Because uh, if the ambition was that, uh, as we were told at the beginning of the season, to right the wrongs, go rake over that old awkward ground once again, um, then you need you need a certain a certain something to get promotion. What does what does he think is the is the key to that? Uh, he felt that it it was you know what <laughs> what what Nidrograph has that level of experience. Um, the the bigger squad that 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 kind of a, a larger budget affords you, um, and you said especially considering you know games games have been longer this season in terms of the amount of stoppage time that gets added on. So he felt that you know having more players to introduce was was clearly a, a key thing to be able to do. Um, it was he was keen to kind of check in and say, well, you know, budget isn't everything. That's not what gets you promoted. But then he said, but it but it also does in a in a way because then you can kind of build a good team over a period of years, which Nigel Clough has evidently been able to do, having been in the job for I think this is his third season at Mansfield, might even be fourth. Um, so he's you know, and he he was very much like that. And then um, I don't know that I, I obviously when I write them back afterwards, it's not fully exact quotes like I try to do contemporaneously. Um, but he definitely said something very close to the lines of. These are the kind of things we haven't been able to do this season. Um, I'm going to write the full thing, um, so I will have the full quote in that. So please read that, uh, little plug. But that was basically what he said. That was probably up from there. Well, if we want verbatim, I suppose it's a good time as any to listen to your questions. Yeah, continuing down Mansfield, going from playing a game in Paragut where they shoot the least in the league to Mansfield, you shoot the most in the league by a decent margin. When you're looking at that kind of Improvement you felt you had seen a little bit in terms of that defensive play and the commitment in those areas. Um, how much dialed up does that have to be for you to get a result in this game? They've got to be switched on for the, the full duration of the game. You look at the stop now, I think it's up to 70 minutes. We're winning 2 1. You know, we, we've gone to, gone toe to toe with Stockport. It was only that we give away poor goals that we ended up with no points. And that's what the big teams, the strong teams do. They punish you. Um, and if they, they smell blood, they don't allow you to get away with uh, a lapse in concentration here and a lapse in concentration there. They, they're ruthless professionals who 
want to win. Um, and we have got a young, a young squad, and look, we're learning. We're learning together. Like I said, there's no excuses. This this period we're going through will only make them stronger throughout their career. If if that's what they want, if they want to improve and and be better players, you know, day in day out. You know, there's um, adversity gives you a lot of um, a lot of chance to learn about yourself and about your teammates and you know about the whole you know, the whole way that you want to look and approach your career because you know whether you're in the team you look you look if if I want in, in in a team I would be working even harder to get to get in into the the start eleven I wouldn't be you know. Hoping that somebody got injured or or anything that I would do all I could look in the mirror and try and get in the team that way because look for me that that done me a lot of good in my career so yeah in terms of how switched on we're gonna be we've got to be switched on all games simple as that yeah that's the thing around the week that if games finished at half time you'd be second in the league and obviously that's brilliant dropped off um, do, do you do you, is, do you feel like there's a particular reason for that or is it just kind of no, games go on, there's, there's more of a time for those mistakes to be made, maybe. Um, yeah, there is that. The longer the game on, there's obviously more time to be to make mistakes. Um, but I, I, I do think it's about the game management. You know, you look at the, the Morecambe game, the Salford game, we're playing against 10 men. There's no way we should have thrown away three points or two points in, in both of them. Um, that shouldn't have happened. We should have seen that, that game out. And if the ball at times has got to go over the stand, I don't care. I want to win football matches. And as much as we're playing attractive, free-flowing uh, free football, we still need to improve on, on us in transition from attack to defence. And look, if we do that, then we're going to be a tough nut to crack. Yeah, and lastly, we saw it looked like a 4 3 3 on Tuesday. Is that just players who what you wanted to get available or is that you were working on something maybe? Um, bit of both um, but it was predominantly because what we had available and how we could fit them in um, we had one striker available so can't play with a two um, yeah and the way the way we done it with the youngsters I think it was fair to put them in their strongest positions um, you know, I think you've seen we, we played Sunny Hart on the left first half, then on the right of the back four second half. Um, likewise, Minnow swapped swapped around. So you know, we, we try to be to be fair and also give them a learning curve as well. So it's um, like I said, there was a lot of positives from Tuesday. Um, also, as well, there's no more games in our competition. That was a big one. Okay, so yes, we're getting the start attack book out there. Going up from the 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 weakest attacking team in League Two to arguably the strongest. That that does sound like a challenge. You do like a stat, don't you? I I do like a stat, especially when approaching um, how another team plays, because I don't watch uh, certainly full matches of other teams in League Two. Um, so I I do do find the stats quite useful for broaching questions, and you know I kind of already used the stat last week on Wayne Hatswell, but because I'd used it on Wayne Hatswell about Harrogate, I was I was able to re- recycle it this week about um, you know their inability in front of goal and Mansfield are by a decent margin the shootiest team in League Two to use a technical term. Um, so that definitely feels like, especially given 
how effective they've been. Um, quite the challenge for, for Swindon to be overcoming and, and showing that they do have the defensive mindset that um, you have to assume is a word they hear quite a lot on the training ground. I'm sure they do, and you know, as you've as you've rightly observed as well, if only games were 45 minutes long, we'd be having a, a much better season, wouldn't we? We're having a lovely time of 45 minutes long. Unfortunately, uh, five five times we've we've thrown that away, including um, in each of the last three matches. So, um, yeah, um, again, that kind of the the thing you initially think when you when you see that stat, and obviously that wasn't. I certainly didn't find that stat first. It was it was knocking about. Might even have been the uh, look media people. I forget necessarily who tweeted it first. Um, could have been Dan actually. Um, but um, but yeah, um, <laughs> you know, your mind immediately goes to well. Clearly, we're we're not fit enough. We're not playing in the second half. But again, it kind kind of came back to that game management thing, and I thought. Um, I I can't quite like the quote of if it needs to go over the stand then I don't care. Um, I, I I think that's it, it's an appealing turn of phrase, um, even if it's um, f- stylistically football footballing wise isn't necessarily a thing I would like us to be doing all that often. Um, you know because it would imply that Lewis Ward was playing centre back for us, but yeah he was he was definitely very hot on on that kind of game management thing in terms of that, more than any other factors that um, you might think about when hearing that a team um, goes from 2nd to 11th, are we 11th or 10th, whatever it is, um, in the league after the second half starts. Uh, we're 11th in the league. I've had enough time to check that one Check that one through. I don't mind the idea of like hoofing it over the stands or in League 2, it could be the cluster of porter cabins, whatever it is. That seems like a better game management technique than the Jody Morris school of that there are bad yellow cards and good yellow cards, like Lionel Hutz with inverted commas. That's maybe, you know, just, just kicking it into Rose Ed and slowing the game down is at least a maybe easier and less risky uh, one than leaving your studs in, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Although I think um, <laughs> Jody Morris' side probably hoofed out of play too often because they kept getting undone from corners. So they actually need to keep the ball in the pitch if they were if they stood any chance of not conceding. No, you see, this is the thing. Mr. Ackleby does not miss a trick, and that gets me very neatly onto this was this was coy. This was coy from you and from Michael Flynn. I felt like not as not seen anything quite as coy. Uh, since the last time I watched First Dates, because you're sniffing around asking him about that formation of 4-3-3 that was played on Tuesday and seeing if that was giving any hint to anything else. And he might have he might have flirted with the idea and given you a little bit of what you wanted, but he's keeping his cards close to his chest, wasn't he? Yeah, well, never say I'm not a man of the people because a lot of, when I put the call-out for questions, a lot of them, those who weren't asking me to ask him if Charlie Austin should play centre-back, um, were or just asking why he was a bad manager generally, um, which was which which were legitimate questions that I was sent this week. Um, but those from a lot of them were asking why can't we play a back four? So I thought, well, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'll uh, I'll give it a go and slipped it in through the back door of how they set up on Tuesday. And um, uh, well, he obviously wasn't going to commit either way necessarily. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he could have shut it down if he wanted to, I suppose. Um, but he lo- he loves to... I, I guess he imagines that Nigel Clough will, and all opposition managers listen to the entirety of press conferences 
from the opposition. Maybe that's what he does, um, and that's why he thinks that. But uh, he was he was always going to keep his options open, but he certainly didn't close down the the chance of some level of surprise and changing things up, um, which I think is is possibly on the table for this week. Always keep them, always keep them guessing. Always keep an element of surprise up your sleeve. Could it be a Rashan Hepburn Murphy? Could it be Charlie Austin at centre back? Who knows? Was that were those the weirdest questions you got asked? Was there any uh, real curveballs there that would give us a giggle? Um, I'm trying. I'll, I'll take a look now. But I, I, I think those were certainly the ones that uh, I personally look at and think. Well, I clearly can't ask that to a real life human person. Um, but that, that's <laughs> that's usually my my bar for 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 whether or not. The question is: Is the owner a busted flush? Click. Clearly, he's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna answer that. What's his favorite atomic kitten track? Uh, Jr. Should, should we turn the, turn it your way? What's your favorite atomic atomic kitten tra- track? It's got to be Sia for me. So that is a, a nice one for me. Nice upbeat one. Had a nice promo copy for that. Come uh, addressed to me at Hospital Radio Swindon back in the day. How about that? There's a throwback. Very nice. And my personal favourite, how does he sleep at night? <laughs> what is it? What's the McBain answer on top of a pile of money or something like that? Yeah. I'm sure he has no problems with that. Anyway, if there's any awkward questions that would put you in professional hot water, you've always got your STFC questions account. Oh, sorry, Joe. I'll, I'll remember to edit that out. Hopefully. Come on, come I'll on, Joe. People can't know about that. <laughs> That's not your secret. You can go to the grave like Batman. In one story arc, I'm sure. Yeah, right. One of the contractors I hired to dig the back cave, unfortunately. Too right. So right onto onto Mansfield and looking slightly apprehensively to the weekend. I think there's a an overwhelming feeling of dread for the weekend. But looking at that table, okay, yeah, Mansfield. They've got on that unbeaten run. A lot of draws in there, and I can't help thinking that if we could manage to hold them. That might actually, you know, restore a bit of morale to the troops. What do you think? Yeah, um, as, as you rightly say, it does feel like a, a very long notice playing because it's it's creating a very powerful sense of dread um, about about this game. Um, I, but but as I always like to point out, when when these things come up, uh, teams in League Two can very rarely hold form for a long period of time. So someone is eventually going to beat Mansfield. And uh, why not us? To which the answer is uh, about a million reasons. But um, I find this one, I, I find it very unlikely that Swindon get anything from this game. Uh, I, I think um, I'll go negative and hope that I, I hope that I jinx it in the right direction. Say three 0 Mansfield. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that. I'm not sure what the scoring is like. I know that Rich will be keeping tally and he'll be keeping our scores together. I'm going to hold on to that optimism and I'm going for a a dull, but maybe pleasing, maybe that dreaded green shoots word. I'm going to go for a 1-1. How about that? I would absolutely eat my arm for a 1-1. I, I, I think that would be an unbelievable result, which, a bit like having to give our goalkeeper a 9 out of 10 against Harrogate last week, um, is an absolutely painful thing to have to say in League 2. I think that a draw would ideally set up for, because it'd be accurate next right, and if we can get another Twitter meltdown from Andy Holt, uh, that would be that would be very pleasing midweek as well. That would be lovely. Uh, if Clem could just slag him off on Twitter or something, that would be great. 
Just just get them going before the match. Or just let us know you're still there, Clem, sometime before Christmas. We'd love to hear from you. It'd be, uh, it'd be truly splendid. And while you're there, if you could just uh, fax those accounts over to those chaps at the Trust, that also would be helpful as well. Right, that's all of our business for today. Look, we can keep it under 40 minutes. Joe, thank you very much. We'll speak again soon. Speak soon, JR. Bye. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Reds. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.